1: Now let's get into this week's show.
0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. I'm your host, Pierce Nellis, and with me is, as always, Mr. Josh Raley. How are you doing, Josh?
1: Pierce. Doing well, man. I'm uh, I'm having flashbacks to our episodes that we recorded on the way up when I was driving up to Wisconsin uh, this <laughs> past fall. I'm on, I'm on the road once again, headed to South Carolina to do a little consulting, actually a lot of consulting this weekend. So, yeah, um, yeah on the road, but uh, glad to be on the glad to be on here with you
0: absolutely well i'm glad to have you as always you know yeah. You know i was thinking the same thing when i was like as you were, were you getting everything set up in the car and stuff i was you know flashing back as well when we did that how to hunt deer episode at like four in the morning or something like that we were both on the road
1: yeah um, that was wild that was that, absolutely wild
0: <laughs> that was real time that was yeah. really really real time
1: yeah, oh. I need to go back and listen to that episode because I'm pretty sure most of what I said wasn't coherent because <laughs> uh, I had, I had driven through the night. So
0: yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. That's right. I was your. Uh, uh, that's I totally forgot. That's what you were doing. That's right.
1: Yeah, I, I drove through the night. Up. So you're. It it worked out for us to record then because you were going to be driving too, but it was like it was going to get me through that last hour or so before the sun started coming up.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jeez i don't know that i'm right there with, i don't even remember if i i don't think i even listened to that one i think i was just like you know what i i'm sure it sounded okay but uh you know i'm just gonna keep on rolling and pretend it didn't happen and yeah, hopefully nobody said it was awful
1: so we're all right
0: <laughs> we'll take what we can get that's got to be a good sign but yeah. so you know it, it's it's kind of fitting that you're you're on the road as we record this right now um, you know, I was, uh, recently in the last couple episodes that we've done, um, not this past week that we did with Sam, but, uh, the two weeks prior, we'd done a couple Instagram polls and, uh, we, we discussed some hot topics and stuff around, you know, cell cams and earn a buck youth hunting. Um, and we did some Instagram polls over on our, uh, Instagram page, uh, at the Wisconsin sportsman pod. Um, and I thought, you know what, what the heck I'm going to just going to take the temperature of our audience and our followers. And I'm just going to ask if there's any topics, any, anything that folks want to hear about. Um, and I got into a nice uh, little exchange with uh, one of our followers named Jason. Um, so Jason, if you're listening to this, um, this is the, the the next, I don't know how much time we got here, the next like 58 minutes, this is all on you, buddy, but, uh, or, or, fault. or thank you. We'll see. Fault, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> but So Jason, uh, mentioned that he, he, he really enjoyed hearing, um, I don't know if he really enjoys it, hopefully enjoyed it enough, but he mentioned that he, um, you know, liked hearing about how we prep for hunting trips. You know, you and I are on the road a ton, whether it be for work or for hunting or fishing or you name it really. Um, and you know, uh, deer season's a blur always. Right. And it kind of sounds like, you know, I think just listening to some of our episodes that we did this past fall, it can sound at times like we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants when we're joking about how like, yeah, I haven't really packed yet. And you know, we're going to be here on this (laughs) date and you know, we'll, we'll see who really knows, but you know, there's, there really is a lot that goes into our trips um, regardless of what they are. It could be hunting, fishing uh, you know, going on a camping trip with the family who knows Um but, you know, there, there, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, right? And there's a lot of prep that goes in. There's a lot of conversations being had, a lot of, uh, you know, going over the schedule with, uh, you know, family members and significant others and all that, um, you know, your bosses going around the work schedule and stuff. So I I thought it would be a great opportunity as we head into 2024 and we have some uh, some new hunts on the horizon, uh, or just new, new trips, new goals in general, Um I thought we'd take Jason up on his suggestion and just kind of unpack what all goes into our prep now that we're at the start of the year and we're starting to look at the year ahead. Um, so I guess, Josh, to start things out here, like when and, you know, I guess where, um, you know, if if applicable, does the planning start for you? Is it by state? Is it by species? Is it right after, you know, this past year's hunt what what where does it start for you
1: yeah it's, it's typically going to start with with species right so we're mm-hmm. talking you know what what season is coming so right now I've got my eye on uh, my eyes on turkey season you mm-hmm. know trying to figure out what that's going to look like what I'm going to do for for turkey season but it starts with species then very quickly transitions over to over to state like what what specific state am I planning on hunting um and then where within that state offers me what i'm looking for now uh you know for deer hunting that typically has to do with quality of the animals that i can have a reasonable expectation of of encountering Mm -hmm. and with turkeys it's all about population density right like i want to be i don't care if every turkey i kill from now until i'm done turkey hunting is a two-year-old uh you know i just want to be around a lot of turkeys so Uh, That's kind of my progression. You know, it starts with season, very quickly goes to state, very quickly goes to region within that state that's going to give me what I want. But then about that time that I'm deciding on region, that's when I really start dialing in, uh, you know, with when am I going to be going and when do I have a window of opportunity? And that involves my wife, that involves my, uh, you know, my father-in-law, my parents, when they can watch kids when they can be a help to my wife. So, you know, just trying to make sure that, you know, things at home aren't going to fall apart whenever I'm gone. So I try to, I try to make it as, as painless as possible. Although I do know it, it causes quite a disruption.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> in all the conversations that you and I have had throughout the fall and throughout the spring, I and mean, really over the past couple of years here that we've been, uh, <clears throat> you know, whether you know, I think we it's weird that man still that we've only gotten to like meet up to hunt once. Like that that still right. blows my mind. Like all the talking of hunting that we do and like all just all the talking we are we, we do in general. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it still blows my mind that we've only got one turkey hunt uh and a, a short little trout fishing trip um on our pursuit for the driftless uh triple crown a couple of years ago. Right. <laughs> we've well, only it's got not that, to say that we haven't tried. It's
1: right. Not
0: to right. Say we
1: haven't tried because we really have, like we've made we've made an effort. Uh, Oh yeah. It just, things have come up, man.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, every time we've had these conversations and stuff, I always think I'm like, man, like you've got it way tougher than I do. You know, I'm, I'm unmarried. I've got a girlfriend and all that. So, but still, you know, unmarried, no kids, anything like that. But yeah, man. I mean, just juggling the kids and I didn't even think about the in-laws or anything like that. And who can watch kids and you know however you handle childcare. I, I hadn't even thought of that yet. And uh, I'm I'm hoping I don't have to for a couple more years, but you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, it, it adds a whole other <laughs> wrinkle, not only for a for a care perspective, because you know, my wife works mm-hmm. and she loves her job, loves her career. Is passionate about it. She has a career where she's helping people day in day out. So it's it's a it's a service. It's a ministry. It's all those good things, right? So we don't we don't want to just pull her from from the playing field so that I can go out and hunt. Right. Um, so we do. We have to involve a network of people, babysitters, and family, friends, and family, and uh, yeah, it can be pretty pretty tough and cumbersome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So circling back then to what you mentioned there as far as assessing you know population numbers or quality of uh you know whatever target species um you're after it i know in wisconsin it was kind of a unique situation um <clears throat> for you as you'd been able to you know hunt this area when you were living in the area um because it was it was you know one of the closest bits of public to you and whatnot Um, and you gained a lot of Intel that way this year, um, you and I have been tossing a couple States names around here. Um, and we don't have to name any of them unless you want to. Uh, but how have you gone about, um, just kind of testing the waters and gauging where and, uh, you know, what the numbers look like in each area? Is it conversations with, uh, you know, different people that we've crossed paths with? Is it just doing your own research, um, online?
1: Yeah, so it's, it usually, there's a little bit of online research, but I'll be honest with you, the online research for quality of animal, um, especially, Mm -hmm. is just not, it's just not very helpful. Right. Um, You can find a big deer that's been killed pretty much anywhere. Right. You also run into the reality that if people, um, if it can be found online that, oh, there are good deer in this area. Well, everybody else found it too yep (laughs) and so uh, luckily though I've been blessed to be able to talk with a lot of folks over the years and get some ideas as to what states and what parts of what states I might want to go and hunt that may provide the quality of experience that I'm looking for Mm -hmm. Um, you know and some of that may be you know with whitetails even let's say some of it's about the kind of hunt, you know. Maybe, maybe I'm not looking for always the biggest deer, but I want to be in an area where I can have a good chance at a 120 to 130 class deer and a certain kind of hunt. Like maybe I want to do a little uh, early season ag ground, you know, cattail uh, bedding kind mm-hmm. of hunt. Well, I know where I'm going for that, right? Um, you know, to try to to try to get into that. So, but it, it starts with individuals mostly. Mm -hmm. um you know people that i know people that i have seen do it and just reaching out and saying hey what what can you tell me not looking to know what public spot you went to but can you tell me north west east Mm -hmm. what part of the state
0: right absolutely yeah i'm right there with you in in terms of um you know just conversations had with people that we've crossed paths with and i know that you and i are um in a in a unique situation in terms of the the types of folks that we get to uh Uh, Mm. share information with we'll leave it at that right you know pick their brains and whatnot um yeah man you know it it, as you were saying all the stuff online um dude my mind immediately jumped to the if you google trout streams wisconsin and there's like a list of like here's the top 10 trout streams in wisconsin you want to know what streams get the absolute kicked out of them and now the fishing is just brutal on the vast majority of them or you have to fight people for bridge space every stream on that list its ridiculous (laughs) right yeah
1: absolutely absolutely you're exactly right man and then when I first moved up there I knew nothing about it and so I did just that when it came to fishing Mm -hmm. and so I was fishing some streams that you know about we've talked about them uh, yep. they were in my area and did I catch fish? Yeah, I did. Uh, was it easy fishing? No, it was not.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. And, not, and that's the thing. Sometimes what we'll find, I'm, I don't want to turn this. <laughs> I'm going to hold myself back from turning this into a, uh, a real quick, uh, fishing episode, um, <clears throat> for Jason's sake, really. But, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: it's all for you, Jason.
0: You <laughs> started this man. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's the thing like you get, and it's similar to hunting too. You know, the majority of the animals that are targeted on these properties that just get pounded, they're either not there or the only time they are there is at night, right? Your big trout on those streams that just get the crab kicked out of them. They're hunkered down laying, you know, in an undercut all freaking day long until dusk maybe they'll come out otherwise you better wait till the moon's out and then they'll come out and feed just like you know those big bucks they're hunkering down wherever they can in the thickest gnarliest crap you can find until nightfall um but i think there's there's some parallels that kind of go uh between the two honestly um you know in in terms of you know for thinking spots to look for you know quality fishing versus quality hunting and stuff like that you know yeah you're gonna find those spots online that look like you know they're they're listed they're just blatantly you know stated oh go here like here's where this many you know brown trout over 20 inches were caught or this many bucks over x number of inches um you know have been shot you know there's a high concentration all that a lot of times yeah if you go right there it's not gonna be great or maybe it is but it it, i don't know i think you and i are the same kind of way where it's like we don't like like if we're going to go hunt somewhere or fish somewhere we don't like running into a lot of people we don't like having to like brush elbows with people or like go somewhere and then realize oh crap there's fresh boot prints right here that sucks i thought i had this place to myself um and i think you know if you if you don't completely ignore those those tips right like you can google you know best you know zones for deer in iowa and that's going to list a couple of counties it'll list a couple of the zones and stuff like that um and you know it, it's the kind of thing where you can look into okay what what does this area that's been listed have what does the habitat look like what characteristics make this such a great production area and okay are there any pockets of that nearby or are there any pockets of what that seems to have maybe you know three states or not three states three counties over or something like that or two counties over just somewhere that maybe it's not quite as on the grid but holds the same features and maybe it's you know connected if they i like to yeah i'll I'll drop one right here hot guide tip for you uh avoid the streams that are listed but if you can find some tributaries that pump into those streams you're probably going to find fewer people and that's all I'll say, I might even cut that out. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, you're, you're exactly right, though. And when it comes to, you know, when it comes to like a deer destination, let's say, you know, everybody knows that Boone and Crockett has those county maps where it shows mm-hmm. where the most Boone and Crockett deer are shot. Well, you know, there's that dark sort of deep red color. Then there's a red and then there's an orange and then there's a yellow. Well, if the top areas are these dark red, colors like look for some of the counties that are orange or yellow around them right you know look maybe this county is only a yellow county as far as for rating but it's got a big nice piece of public and it happens to be two hours from any kind of large population center well that's the county you need to go to don't go to the one you know just outside of the twin cities like give it some space man you know give it a little bit of room get away from people And that's that's half the experience for me is to be out there, uh, you know, testing my skills against deer and not necessarily trying to fight every other person out there for, you know, to get to a parking lot first.
0: Right. Right. And and I mean, it's it's a different type of test, you know, because there is something to be said for doing like what you've been doing the past couple of years. And you you hunt an area that gets, you know, it sees a lot of boot traffic. It just it does. You know, you've bumped into a lot of people and. There, there is a skill and an art to working around all of that pressure, but there's also a lot of skill that goes into. Okay, I'm going into somewhere that maybe there's you know a handful of trucks that park in the lot each year <laughs> before gun season. Uh, these deer haven't seen a whole lot of pressure, and I'm just going to go in and I got to read the sign and I just got to figure it out um, from there. You know, it's uh, it, it's it, it's definitely you know, you just kind of pick your poison, right? Yeah. yeah what kind of experience absolutely. do you want? Um, <clears throat> absolutely. Is yeah, that,
1: that's
0: right. So that kind of even segues us into a, an, another question I had as far as just how do you go about setting your goals for the trip? Is it dependent on what those numbers look like? Um, and I get it, it, it probably stems or I guess changes year to year depending on um, whether or not, you know, it's it is it going to be more dependent on I've only got this much time to take a trip this year, or is it more dependent on, you know, this year I've got, you know, three weeks and my goal is to kill, you know, 160 inch deer uh, or better. You know, how, how does that, uh, I guess, which one do you think carries more weight <laughs> or how do you balance?
1: The yeah. Type? Yeah. So it, it just varies from trip to trip for me. Mm-hmm. I've found um, for instance, my, this coming fall, Um, those trips are going to be, uh, those tags will be reserved for a high quality buck for the area that I'm in, Mm -hmm. or I will go home with nothing. Uh, this year I went in, I went home with a, a smaller buck than I would have said I wanted before the trip started. Mm -hmm. Um, and not to say that I'm disappointed with that deer or anything like that, but I have had a lot of time to think about shooting that caliber of deer. Uh, and yeah, I was on basically my last day to hunt. Maybe I had one more morning that I could squeeze in there. But, um, you know, for the, for every trip, it's going to be a little bit different. There's a spot in a Southern state that I'm looking at hunting this coming year. That'll be a little bit of a travel trip, potentially a couple hours from me. And that will be a, Hey man, if I see a buck, that's a two-year-old great. He's going home with me. Right. um there's another location you and i have kicked around for a midwestern hunt next year and that will be one of those where it's like i'm going to kill a good one or or i'll just go home with my tag
0: right right you know yeah i'm excited for that one no. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah for sure
0: <laughs> very excited. whichever
1: one that is i don't know
0: yeah i don't know well there's a lot of states in the midwest man you never know there are there are there are a lot of them
1: <laughs> that we even call midwest that maybe aren't but
0: you right. know, <laughs> gotta throw them off the scent somehow <laughs> that's right that's right that's awesome so you know I, on the note of your rut hunt um when we did our rut recap i believe it was when it was right before gun season this past fall um we we were hearing the story of how you um uh, basically just how your rut went, how your trip was going and all that. Um, you'd mentioned that night one you had an encounter with what you later found out um, was just, I mean, it was a darn good deer. You should me the giant. picture. Just go he ahead was and say a he's giant. He's giant. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't want to pour like any salt in the wound still, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to be uh, sensitive to that. Um, oh, it feels like little... it's got
1: alcohol being poured into it right now. <laughs> like it's just—it still hurts. It's still so painful.
0: Well, I'm—I'm I'm gonna assume that that's because you're—you're uh, you're still seeing them when you shut your eyes at night. But uh, <clears <I> <clears <throat>
1: whatever, I—I I definitely am.
0: <laughs> well, on that hunt, you'd mentioned um, that you—you you didn't feel like you were quite mentally in the zone um, to kill. Day one, night one, when you got in there, and you'd mentioned in that episode that you were, you know, you kind of got on the list or on the, uh, how do I, how do I put this? You, you got so much focus on, and I don't want to speak for it here, so tweak me or stop me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, you you'd emphasized working on a lot of projects and getting a lot of stuff done um, around the house, and. Just making sure that everything was squared away, taken care of, so that when you left, everything was peachy um, and nobody had to lift a finger. Everything was good. But once you got on the road, you mentioned that it kind of hit you like, son of a gun. I haven't had a chance to really hang out with my kids or my wife nearly as much. Can we dive into that a little bit more? Because I think that's something that, that... I hope folks didn't overlook in that episode. Cause that's something that really stuck with me. And I know that a lot of times guys are talking about, Oh, you got to stack up your brownie points. You got to, you know, do all that going into the season, but you know, it, at the end of the day, it, it's, it's not that it's, it's taking care of what needs to be taken care of. Right. And so I, I'm curious to hear what I guess going forward, how, how would you tweak that? Or if there's any changes um, from this past season, what would they be um, going forward?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, this past fall was a particularly difficult season of life for us mm-hmm. uh, with starting new business ventures kind of all over the place, taking on new podcasts, trying to figure out what I was going to do with current podcasts, um, lots of moving parts, lots of big projects up in the air. So there was a whole lot going on that I was going down my to-do list and checking a lot of things off but you're right i didn't get to spend the time with my wife and kids like i wanted before i left or like i like i really should have and i had let the task the, the task list take over in priority there and so you know i don't think it will be that way every year but i do know that this year i will certainly as that time gets closer i'm going to get started on that task list way earlier mm-hmm. like This past year, I'm pretty sure I started, you know, second week of October. I really started getting things dialed in, um, you know, as far as getting things taken care of so that I could leave, uh, you know, that November 1st and be feeling good about it. Sure. Well, this year, you better believe that come October 1st, if I've still got a lot of dangling projects that are still up in the air, I'm going to be real uncomfortable with that, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be starting a whole lot earlier on that task list so that I've got more time for the people in my life, because I realize that, you know, taking care of stuff is important, but taking care of people is way, way more valuable. And, uh, you know, my kids will never come to me and say, Hey dad, I'm sure glad you finished up that trim before you went hunting. Right. You know, they, but they will remember the three days that I made sure I was available to them every day from the moment they got home from school until they went to bed at night, uh, you know, they'll remember that time that I was available to them before I went on trips. So they'll maybe remember, yeah, dad would leave and go on trips every once in a while, but he always made sure to be there with us before that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something I'm definitely going to do a lot better this year.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think that's something that, you know, guys really do need to think about And I mean, you you hit it right on the head there that it's it's the people that take priority over the, over the things being done, over the stuff being bought over the projects being uh, squared away. Not that you, you shouldn't be taking care of those, but I mean, we, you know, we got a whole summer for, for, you know, hanging trim and doing stuff like that. Right. You know, it's, it's the kind of thing that, you know, and, and building in breaks, I think not just for, for yourself as you're on the, you know on the road if you can be but not not just you know because we'll get into burning out on trips here and just a sec here but you know it's the kind of thing where it's like not being so you know like you said focus on the people right like maybe if you're you know say you're not doing a full-on out-of-state hunt but maybe you're going and you're you know you got a couple of drives or you've been hitting the, the local stuff really hard like take a couple of days off and just hang out you know what I mean or you know designate you know going into the season I forget who it was I saw but it was like every Sunday and I get in in certain states less fortunate than Wisconsin you don't have a choice but you know every Sunday um is designated to family right you're not allowed to no nobody's going hunting nobody's going to anything it's a family day um yep And I think it's, it's little things like that. And like you said, just those little, little moments being available to your kids, um, you know, when they get home from school, you know, for a week or two before you're, you're off on your trip and stuff. And also just keeping in mind that once the, you know, once the projects are done going into the trip, don't make it a one and done sort of thing where it's like, okay, I did all this stuff and then I went on my trip. poof, great. All right. I'm going to kick my feet up now until, uh, next season. Like, no, like keep this, keep the train rolling. You know what I mean? Like if you can, yeah, one, absolutely. Like, like keep that momentum, like space things out as you're going, you know, or around your season pretty much. And, you know, say it's, you know, the kind of thing where it's like, all right, well, I was going to go hunt, um, on November 9th, but well, I'm going to stay home and it's movie night. Yeah. Yeah,
1: You know, Pierce, I want to, I want to talk to you about that. I want to, I want to one commend you and you may say it's misplaced, but like, as I look at your season, you seem to do a really good job of that. Like there were times you were going to things and doing things that I thought, man, Pierce has taken time out of the best time to hunt of the year to hang out with friends or to hang out with his girlfriend tonight. Uh, Man, tell me, like how do you feel you did because i from the outside looking in you had like a friends giving that you went to and i was like dude i ain't going no friends giving during the rut you know <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> uh and so like you know to, how how did you feel like you did um i i thought i mean look from the outside looking in i was like dude i mean i want to be like pierce when i grow up
0: <laughs> well thank you <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that to get flipped around on me um <clears throat> yeah, you know, I think it's. Hmm, I think it's the kind of thing that whether we want to admit it or not, and part in the rut's a very, very, very unique situation, right? It's a very unique time of year where the deer are losing their minds, and most of us deer hunters are also losing our minds. Like, holy smokes, I gotta be in the woods twenty four seven. I have to be doing this. I have to be doing that. But like, and, and you know, I, I think, I think you're great at this too. And part of it comes from just kind of the the situation that you and I are in, um, you know, in life with starting businesses, um, having, you know, kind of our hands in a bunch of different, uh, things working on different projects and various just kind of aspects of our lives. Um, you know, whether it be podcasts, whether it be, uh, you know, consulting or guiding or just working on our businesses and all that, um. I think having to juggle that kind of stuff that you can't help, but be somewhat self-aware. Right. And this kind of starts right right into like what you and I have talked about, where when shit hits the fan, while you're in the field, you got to just take a step back and take a coffee reset and, you know, just, just hit the brakes for a sec and, you know, pick your head up, kind of assess everything else, else that's going on. Because I think what happens is you get so locked into I got to be in the woods. I got to be doing this, or I got to be on the water. Um, you know, whatever it may be. And then you're sitting there stressing about the fact that you haven't killed a deer yet, or you haven't caught, you know, whatever you haven't hit that, that big day of fishing yet. Um, you know, maybe you got rained out, whatever it may be. And you're sitting there stressing about how you've only got X number of days left. And you just just, it's so easy to make yourself miserable, right. While you're out there. And you you sit there and you're, you're, not feeling sorry for yourself necessarily, but it's like, holy crap! I took at least this is how my brain works. I'm like, oh my god, I took off this much time, or I took. I- I'm a big opportunity cost guy. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, if I'm doing this, then what am I? What am I neglecting for right now? You know what I mean? And so, if it's the kind of thing where it's like, all right, I hunted the last, you know, two or three days. Holy shit, I haven't done any work, and uh you know, I've like pretty much only, you know seen the girlfriend when I've been home and, or been home, you know, after a day of hunting and that was at like nine o'clock and I was out the door again at four. Um, yeah,
1: that's not, that's not the best you to give her.
0: No, exactly. And it's not, it's not the best you to give her. And you got to remember that like, you know, we all go into the woods to recharge. Right. But like when you are on a trip and you are grinding and stuff like that for deer or turkeys or fish or ducks or pheasants, whatever the hell you're hunting, um, (laughs) can't believe I left elk off of that list actually um but you know when when you're doing that you're not going to be the best hunter if you're not taking a step back and you know fueling the other you know just taking your hunting cap off and putting your friends and family cap on you know what I mean like you got to be able to balance the two and just try and maintain enough self-awareness to be like you know what you know hard stop on this day I did commit to this and I'm not going to I'm not going to flake because I'm not going to feel good about that. You know, the people like made that commitment to aren't going to feel good about that. Um, Cause it's, it's, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like when you're, (laughs) when when you're taking this, you know, PTO or whatever it may be to go and hunt and do something that we love. And um, you know, we can, I always (laughs) try to make the argument that it's like, well, you know, if I get a deer, that's, that's food for the year, right? Like that's, that's going in the freezer um, it's a it's a commitment towards that. That's my investment towards, you know, getting food for the year. But also, man, like archery season, like last week of October, first week of November, like my mind is on a big buck. It's not on filling the freezer. You know what I mean? Like there's right, a gun season right. for that. And so, you know, you just gotta, you know, be able to pick your head up more than anything, I think, and just kind of stop, take a breath, look around and be like, all right, you know what? I've been hitting it pretty hard. Um, I don't feel that good, you know, maybe it's just something like if you're single, like maybe it's just something like I'm going to go home and uh, I'm just going to hang out with my buddies or I'm just going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to make myself like a good dinner and get a really good workout in. And I'm just going to feel great um, yeah. you know, going into yeah. the next day of, of hunting. You know what I mean? It's just whatever yep. you can do to kind of find a break and refuel yourself, I think is what, what gets overlooked all too much. Cause everybody wants to you know <laughs> you, you and i were talking about it all fall uh not necessarily on the podcast but all fall about how everyone's you know everybody's a hard o when they uh when when october 28th rolls around right everybody's yeah. fired up everyone's a diehard um everybody's you know bragging about their brownie points and stuff like that but like none of it matters if you're gonna go in there and still hunt like crap because you just burned yourself out and Everyone around you is miserable. Like you're if you don't if you don't fill that tag, the amount of weight that that like I mean the the weight quadruples when you return home and you're like, Yeah, remember I was kind of an asshole and I didn't uh I didn't really <laughs> hang out uh nearly as much, you know, I wasn't really that present, you know, around you guys. Um yeah. And I
1: didn't
0: kill anything. <laughs> and I didn't kill anything. So I'm gonna have to go back out and I'm gonna gun hunt now to fill the freezer. Uh yeah, sorry guys. Um, like nobody feels good in that so you know i would say that's a long-winded answer to answer your question i guess of kind of how i approach it
1: just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the wisconsin sportsman podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best point of view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers they're on the cutting edge making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that is a total game changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with a sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions, you know just how frustrating it can be to try to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of mounts and adapters. This fall, I'm going to be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with the 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, Tacticam.com and share your hunt with Tacticam. I was applauding your commitment to some of those things this year. And, um, you know, and a lot of this thought process is also what what led me eventually to uh, picking up a tool to help me be more efficient with my time uh, this year you know mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. uh, I I began to realize like I do a lot of hunting yes that's great and it's it's not a bad thing but man the way that I do it it's not just the hunt it's the three extra hours that it costs me walking in and out for the day right and, you know, there's a lot more there and it's like, okay, can I, can I trim that down so that when I am home, it's better? Like what, what can I do and change? And so, um, so yes, I actually ended up picking up an e-bike a lot of it for that purpose so that I can, you know, minimize the amount of time that I'm, that I've got to be out the extra time, right. That I have to add on right. to the actual hours that I'm sitting in a stand.
0: hundred percent. It's a, it's an efficiency maximizer. That's what, (laughs) that's what that is. Yep. Um, Absolutely. That's so true too, man. And I mean, just especially planning, you know, I, this year, especially I did some hunting a little bit further away from, from where I have been and, you know, picking out spots and starting to learn some spots that are within that half hour range, man, does that make a difference. I get this is the topic, you know, we're, we went into this talking about, you know, prepping for hunting trips, you know, out of state um, and stuff like that. But like if you're somebody hunting local, I mean, if you can find something or I guess apply it to the out of state thing. If you can find lodging near the trailhead of wherever you're going to be, or if there's a, a pub, you know, patch of public that has a campground or something, so you can be like right there or, you know, within 10, 15 minutes of it, like, man, does that make a difference rather than having to drive an hour, an hour and a half every morning. Like that, it just, that wears on you more than anything is that wake up and like, holy smokes. It's one thing that I'm waking up at, you know, 4am to go hunting. It's another thing that I'm waking up at 3am and I have an hour long drive ahead of me.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And like, you know, there were some spots that I was hunting this year that it was like, yeah, I'm going to get up early and get there. But when I get there, I've got a, you know, a two and a half hour walk. Right. You know, to get to where I'm going. It's like, dude, that, that's a killer, man. You know, some of this harder to access public. It's like, yeah, your hunt there might be really great. But, you know, think about all the extra time that, that you are investing into that. Not saying people shouldn't go hunt deep because, you know, it's where the big bucks are. But at the same time, what can you do to, to lessen that?
0: Right. I think that kind of circles back to, you know, bide your time a little bit. Right. And it's like, okay, like on this day, when the like, watch the forecast for when those days are like your weather looks the best while you're out there and like, okay, today's the day I'm going all the way in. But if I got a marginal wind, you know, on, you know, the couple of days leading up to that, maybe I'm not, you know, it's late in the trip. Okay. Yeah. Then maybe I'd put a little more, you know, weight into going, going further. And, you know, getting you know pushing things a little bit harder but man if the conditions aren't right you know just or if you just in general if you have options if you went way in you know yesterday maybe today you go somewhere else that you know only has a quarter mile walk or something or, or you know you yep. can you can just access you know maybe there's just a nice trail that you know you don't think gets too much pressure that you can just ease your way into it and just give yourself a break in that regard you know i think right you know, same thing To you know, kind of, kind of, like I said, there, like, just listen to yourself and listen to your body and kind of assess when you need to not be a total diehard. And I know some people may be rolling their eyes, but at the end of the day, like the majority of guys who are working, you know, 30 you know, to 60, 70 hours a week, like, shoot, like you're tired already. You know what I mean? I say 30 and you know, presuming you took a day or, you know, day and a half off to to go and hunt or whatever it may be, or, you know, so you've got, you know, a, a full week off to go take your trip. Like, you know, it it wears on you. The travel wears on you. The, you know, the lack of sleep wears on you. The being out in the elements from, you know, an hour before sunrise to way after sunset is it, it, it totally wears on you.
1: Yeah, dude. And even just the difference you feel like getting back to the truck at 6 p.m., Mm-hmm. versus getting back to the truck at 8 p.m. Yeah. During during your vacation. That's, that's huge some nights. Like, sometimes that's just all the boost you need. It's just right. to realize, man, I'm back at the truck at 6. Right. You know, instead of 8. Like, that's
0: huge. But Definitely. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, not to mention, dude, like, November morning, sleep in till like, 7.30 or 8.00. That's a game changer for me. Because some. maybe I'm just like, I don't want to bring up the oh, blind dude, the optimism I, again. The but. day
1: I shot my buck. <laughs> the day I shot my buck.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, the day I shot my buck, I slept till, I don't remember. I got in there at like 7.45, 8 o'clock. Uh, got busted by three does. Had a buck come in an hour later. Then shot another buck. Uh, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a busy day. There's something kind of fun too. Like you almost feel like you're doing something bad when you walk into the woods at at you know 8 45 in the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a rush with it.
0: Yeah, right. Like you just feel just ever so slightly on edge. <clears throat> right. Do you ever when you're going out of state or anything, like how how heavily do you rely on And I know, so like this year you were, um, you know, you, you've got friends in the area where you were hunting in Wisconsin, um, who are kind of keeping tabs on things. I know, depending on where you're at, maybe there's a Facebook group, um, you know, for a certain area or, you know, like this year I was able to, you you were able to mail me some cameras and I was able to get out there and, uh, you know, hang a couple for you. Um, how heavily do you rely on, you know talking to locals when you start to look out of state
1: oh extremely heavy man like yeah. i am talking with i'm talking with everyone in every parking lot that that will talk to me um if i see a game warden you better believe they're my new best friend sure uh because they're out there all the time they see what's there and oftentimes man those game wardens yeah while they're serious hunters they're more like they know how many people are actually out there, so they really don't care. They'll be like, "Yeah, I like to hunt this this area, or I like to hunt that public spot down the road." I mean, when I was in Iowa for my turkey for my turkey hunt last spring, the one of the, the I met a game warden one morning, and he was like, "Hey, this is my favorite turkey hunting spot of all time. That's you should right. go there." And this is my other favorite turkey hunting spot, and here's what I've been watching the birds do over there for the past week right and yes that that also may happen to be a a spot that you sent me not too long ago you said you were wondering about what it'd be like for deer
0: yeah Uh, just maybe that
1: that same that same public spot but uh anyway
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely now granted that was don't expect every game warden to do that. So that game warden had kind of uh, screwed things up for Josh and parked oh, yeah, really, directly underneath the goblin bird.
1: Yeah, he, he parked his truck underneath a goblin bird, uh, sat there wondering why I was set up so close to the road in the parking lot, and then watched <laughs> the bird fly down. And when I walked over, he was like, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i was wondering why you were sitting right there and i was like yeah it's because that bird was gobbling till you pulled in
0: <laughs>
1: but that's all
0: right just goes to show you game wardens are your friend be nice to them and even if they screw up your hunt hopefully they'll give you some good information that's such a hot tip man i always forget about the game wardens um when i'm oh yeah man when i'm looking into stuff but you know if you're a, a fishing guy too you check out your fisheries biologist for that county or that area like the the amount of knowledge that those guys have cuz again it's their job right they're keep their it is literally their job to keep tabs on all of that um and yeah they you know it was kind of interesting i listened to um another podcast a while back and it was funny I, it was a fisheries biologist um who works on, along the mississippi and he had mentioned he was discussing um like hunting in some of the the like preserves and stuff along the river um and it was funny because he was, he was talking with the host and the host asked me like well you're a fisheries biologist like don't you do any fishing he's like nope i love to hunt because if i go fishing i just feel like i'm back at work
1: <laughs> oh man yeah yeah that makes a ton of sense yeah that makes a ton of
0: sense so I would definitely, yeah, definitely suggest reaching out to them. Not to man, you know, it's it's more popular in in fishing, obviously, than uh, than hunting. I don't know. I haven't contacted any hunting outfitters um, to gain info on on any areas or anything. But like, call fly shops and stuff. They, how do I put this here? They may not give you information over the phone. Hopefully, they have some sort of a fishing report on their website. Otherwise, if you go into the shop, pick out some flies or pick out some lures or get a t-shirt or a hat or some stickers if they have it, something, and then at checkout, ask them, how's the fishing? Anything I should know? Anywhere been fishing really well? Because they will be so, they're not going to give you their best spots. They're just not, but they are going to be so much more likely to give you solid information after you've had that little exchange of uh, currency there. So <laughs> <I would laughs> yeah, say drop,
1: you drop you drop that 30 or 50 bucks. That changes things real fast. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> well, man, is there anything before we get into our goals for, uh, for the upcoming year here, is there anything else that, that you think we missed in terms of prep? Uh, you know, gear, I guess we we, we could touch on, but um...
1: yeah, let me, let me run through something real quick. Just the rest of my process real fast. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Cause this, this is a question that I get a lot too. So I'm glad it came up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, obviously I'm picking my, you know, depending on what it is, whatever species, then you're going to state, then you're going to region, the state that's going to give you what you're looking for, whether that's a high number of, you know, a target rich environment or a size of target or whatever that experience is that you want, or even a a, tip of, a type of terrain that you want to hunt. Like there mm-hmm. may, you may want to do some spot and stalk out West. Well, if yeah. you want to do that, you got to go to specific areas, right? Um, so once you have done that though, or once I've done that, then I switch over to saying, okay, where can I find a lot of public land with a central hub? And in that central hub, I need lodging. I need... Uh, some kind of place where I can go grab a bite to eat easily, like a burger or a pizza or, you know, something. Cause I don't feel like necessarily cooking or making food for myself all the time. Right. And then I want, uh, you know, I want some kind of a store. I need a drug store, a dollar general, a Walmart, something like that. And that may sound silly, but like, dude, I, last year I got to Iowa during my Turkey hunt. Right. When I left uh, the coldest temperatures were supposed to be, Gosh, I forget what they were supposed to be. It was supposed to, it was supposed to be relatively warm for my hunt. Right. Right. It ended up getting down into the teens and snowing.
0: Yep, that's right.
1: Right. And I was camping, bro. Uh, <laughs> there's a big difference between camping in warm weather and camping in the teens with like, I mean, you remember that windstorm. It was 30, 40 plus mile an hour winds. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even know that I should have been camping. Like it wasn't safe. Right uh to do that so i ended up going to a walmart buying two space heaters just to try to keep myself warm um, but you know i like to have you know some amenities so what do you want you know if, if you're looking for some for some amenities or you know a place to go and grab a, a little bit of extra groceries or something like that make sure you got it but i like some kind of small town but i want that small town to be way away from any major city centers right you know anything with a, anything with a sizable population you know, if you got a population of twenty thousand, thirty thousand, I'm probably going to try to stay away from it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you know, I'm I'm going to go into circling all those hunting, uh, the the public hunting areas. Remember, I sent you back during turkey season, mm-hmm. all the different public hunting spots in a. I think I decided on like a ten or twelve mile radius. Yeah, around that was when I. The city you showed
0: me the uh, Onyx radius feature through that, and I was my mind exactly. was blown. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So I I went onto Onyx. I turned on the radius. I literally my campsite was the center of that radius. Mm-hmm. And when I scouted, I just scouted every single public land location within that circle. And that was how I did it. And uh, it kept me busy.
0: Yeah, uh, I was say, got and me it into,
1: yeah, and it yeah and it worked out. So that's that's the next important piece. Make sure you've got some comfortable lodging though, because if you don't have comfortable lodging for these longer hunts. I know a lot of people like, Oh, we're going to go rough it. We're going to go get in a tent. We're going to be out in the middle of nowhere and we're not going to have any power. It's like, yeah, but that sucks after eight days. (laughs) Like you go do that. I mean, you know, when, when we do rut cations or we do Turkey hunts, I'm going for two weeks, sometimes longer. And so I don't want to, I don't want to be truly roughing it for, for that long. And I can't hunt my best if I don't have access to at least being warm at night.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's really true. Yeah, And that as you were going into that, there's a couple questions I have here one on on the lodging and stuff in terms of like, how, how much do you, I guess, let me put it this way. How worth it is it to have a solid place to sleep, whether it be just like investing in that nicer mattress pad or that warmer sleeping bag, um, whatever it may be. I mean, that's that is an absolute game changer throughout the, yeah. throughout the time. And, you know, if it's the kind of thing too, where like maybe you've got friends in an area and then you can crash with them for, you know, a couple nights or whatever, just to like take a shower and like just freshen up and kind of hit the reset button that way. That makes a world of difference.
1: Yep. For sure, man. And I, I so I've got, I've got actually got a camper that I haul with me.
0: That's right. And
1: man. that makes such a difference just to have a place where you can go be warm at night. Yeah. Um, you can hunt so much harder during the day. If, if your rest is quality rest, right? If your if your rest at night is not quality rest, then you are not going to be efficient during the day. You're going to make bad decisions and you're going to be sloppy.
0: That's true. That's really true. I'd say never, uh, if you're archery hunting, don't forget the shooting block either. Cause you might miss a couple of deer and, uh, or whatever you're hunting. And then you got to sit there and question every single bit of your shot process or whether or not your bow somehow got twisted into a pretzel during transit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or, or you do like I did, you know, I've got the red dot side on my, on my bow, Mm -hmm. you reach up to turn the red dot side on. And instead of turning the on off dial, you grab the sight pin. Oh, that's right. And you yank that thing and it spins who knows how far. And you don't know if you're even close to sighted back in or not. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, have a block target with you. Yeah.
0: You had a block with you, didn't you?
1: I did, man, and I shot that bow. Uh, I don't know how much of that I want to say. I can get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I I definitely took some some practice shots in an agricultural field at like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> with With my car headlights on and everything,
0: you gotta um, do what you gotta do, man,
1: yeah, gotta do what you and, and this is the kind of thing like I know who owns the field, um, mm-hmm. and I have permission to hunt that field, but I had not asked to target shoot in that field in the, at four thirty in the morning, but you know what at that point, I was like, it's better to ask forgiveness later than the than to ask him permission right now at four thirty in the morning,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very true <laughs> and, I,
1: and I didn't want to miss the morning hunt, so it's just kinda. Right you know, the guy wouldn't have cared. I mean, he lets me hunt turkeys and deer and everything else, but.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's. (laughs) I'm just picturing if the warden rolled up and you're out there shooting like, ah, well, at least I've got an archery block for, you know, as an alibi here, I was just trying to sight in. I'm not shooting at anything out here, but. (laughs) That's
1: right. Excuse me, sir. Can you, uh, can you shine those lights on your truck over at my block over there?
0: (laughs) it's kind of an emergency
1: yeah can you like can you light that block up for me real quick you can write me a ticket in a minute just go ahead and light that block up
0: (laughs) just help me get dialed like three more shots come on that's right that's right as far as as food um what do you like to do for food do you like you mentioned you know having somewhere that you can grab pizza or a burger or something like that but are you uh are you a snacks in the stand kind of guy are you like you know packing to, you know, loading up the cooler and having basically car lunches every day or, you know, backpack lunches every day? How do you like to go about that?
1: So I will typically have like one meal, maybe Mm -hmm. a day. Um, That might be at the burger place or whatever. But honestly, like this past rut, I lived off of uh, Little Debbie cakes, (laughs) um, beef jerky, teriyaki beef jerky, and um and trail mix
0: all the essentials
1: dude that was that was <laughs> like i had whole days that that was i ate that for breakfast lunch and dinner like trail mix little debbie and then you know protein from the uh from the obviously the trail mix but also from the the beef jerky and that was it just that
0: and water holy smokes man no co- that's yeah, right. not
1: no coffee not in
0: the mix either that's Zero impressive coffee that's so really coffee. impressive yeah <clears throat> man there was a couple of years ago i went to michigan and i was fishing over on the Paramarquette, marquette and my buddy was like well, i was asking him if i should grab any food you know for the cooler and stuff he's like no don't worry about it i i eat like a bird and stuff like that so i was like well all right shoot like what the hell am i gonna eat now and i was like i didn't want to pack too much because i didn't want to like seem like i needed you know more than i actually needed or whatever <laughs> and i ended up going to Michigan for three days with nothing, but like, I think I got like a bushel of bananas. um, It might've been some beef jerky. I think, no, it was like protein bars or something like that. And uh, a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. And that was what I lived off of for three days. <laughs> it was...
1: There you go, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'm telling you, I, I, that's another thing that I will throw and I kind of keep it in my car during hunting seasons is, you know, a loaf of bread or part of a loaf of bread from the house, mm-hmm. a jar of peanut butter and some honey because it can always just live in the car.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the honey's. So, dude, honey's Pierce, good I feel like there.
1: we had this conversation. We were trying to, yeah, I feel like we had this conversation and we're trying to prove to people that we don't fly by the seat of our pants, but then we're just <laughs> giving all the examples of how we fly by the seat of our pants.
0: Dude, food always goes to the wayside for me. Like, I'm always focused on, like, okay, where am I going go to uh, go? What am I going to hunt? Uh, how am I going to get there? What time do I need to be up? What time do I need, you know, all that? All the logistics of actually being in the woods. That dude, I'm always like, shoot, I'm kind of hungry now. Um, I've got half a water bottle that'll do me for the day, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> I think the food's just tough to plan for, you know, cause you never right. know, you don't know how right. hard you're going to work and you don't, nah, it might get rained out. And then, you know, days you're just hungry or not hungry. Like, and also, like I said, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a minimalist. I don't like packing a bunch of crap into the woods with me. And so, you know, this year I finally broke and I ate, uh, well, tried eating a bag of peanuts that had been in the bottom of my pack since like 2018. um, I struggle to find the words to describe the texture of those, but they tasted a lot like plastic, so I'll leave it at that. Uh, that's gross. <laughs> that's gross. But it goes to show how little I eat in the woods, but I know not everyone's right. like that. that. um, Shoot, was that when you talked to Ryan Glitzky and he mentioned that he brings like a gallon of water in with him and like a bunch of like he's like eating for the day.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that dude, that dude is packing like. I mean, like if I was going to pack for a backcountry elk hunt, yeah, I would bring the food that Glitzky brings for like a day in the Deer Woods, <laughs> for like his his snack on the way out, right? You know,
0: but you want, no, I'm the I'm the note of the loaf of bread. Switching the loaf of bread to some bagels, that for whatever reason. That's a game changer for me. Oh, there you go. I'll always stuff there a bagel in my pocket. That's a hot tip. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> All right. So we're coming up on an hour here, um, and we haven't talked about our goals quite yet. I'm hoping that folks have gained something about this, or at least have gained some insight into the fact that maybe we do fly by the seat of our pants more than we should, um, or maybe you learned something. You think that we might be For some on. things,
1: but... But let me tell you this my lodging is dialed in. The public land spots are dialed in. And the areas within those spots that I want to go scout and check, those are dialed in before I go. True. Food, food, whatever, man. That's why I want a dollar general in town or whatever. Right. Um, you know, but but the important things.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You know, right. like a like a cozy place to sleep, man. That's that's all dialed in before I ever leave home.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I just feel like that's the thing. It's like we, we do it so often and we almost do it without thinking at this point. And so it's just kind of like, oh yeah, I know where I'm going. What are you talking about? Like I'll figure out food when I get there and all that, but actually like having to take a seat and think about what's our process actually look like as we get going here is, uh, I think it's good for us.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I (laughs) agree.
0: all right man so goals going into 2024 what do we got lined up yeah don't have to name states but uh you can you can again you can if you want to um what's on the docket for you so far or what What would you hope to have on the docket for the year
1: yeah man you know I'll, I'll be honest with you a lot of my goals that i've had that were hunting related are kind of getting pushed down the priority list just a little bit mm-hmm. because um business ventures are asking for more of my time Yeah, and they're asking for more of my time in all the best ways, you know, and you know, this whole entrepreneurship thing, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur until a conversation you and I were actually having um, in the middle of the day, I think like not this past summer, but maybe the one before. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was like, right as I moved down here to Georgia. And that was the first time I ever really thought of myself as an entrepreneur. And then since then, you know, I've started to think about business differently a little bit. And so, you know, a, a lot of my goals are being tempered. Yeah, I say yeah, I say all that to say that a lot of my goals are tempered when it comes to hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a goal of killing a turkey here in Georgia. I'm going to kill one of these southern birds <laughs> if it's the last thing I do. Um, I don't know how, but I'm going to find one.
0: Is your son gonna um, beat you to it, or your daughter?
1: There's a really good chance because <laughs> I have actually, I have actually called an outfitter to see about hunting on their ground for youth season. All right, um, and that's a that's a conversation maybe for another day of why I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are no youth seasons on public land for turkeys down here.
0: Oh, that's right. Weird.
1: Yeah, and so it's not like I can just take them anywhere to get them a turkey. Right. Uh, so anyway, say so they, my son and daughter may be, may both beat me to it. Um, but I, I do want to go on, on a out of state hunt this year. You and I have talked about an early season option, mm-hmm. uh, which I think would be really, really cool. If we can swing that, we've also talked about a, a rut option, which I think would be really cool. Yeah. And so, you know, if we can make one of those work, I'm, I'm kind of up in the air on that. I really want to figure out hunting here in Georgia. So of the hunting that I've done this year, um, I have not sat a single time for deer in Georgia yet.
0: We still got a rut coming up, don't you? Or you're in full swing right now.
1: So the rut is actually past where I'm at in Georgia.
0: Oh, but that's right, Alabama.
1: I do have, I, I have a rut in Alabama still to come, So I've and I've hunted Alabama mm-hmm. this year, uh, and I've hunted Wisconsin this year. My goal this year, though, is to, to get, th- for this coming fall, is to get dialed in here in Georgia. I've got a 2,000 acre lease that I haven't stepped foot on since the beginning of deer season. Right. Um, you know, and it's a crowded lease. There's a lot of guys on the lease, but You know, I really do want to get in there and and make the most of the opportunities that I have because there are some really good deer out there.
0: Well, it'd just be Um, a shame to put the e bike, you know, in the garage for a whole, you know, rest of the season. You know,
1: dude, I'm gonna burn that e bike. (laughs) It is gonna, yeah, it's gonna get wild. So I've got all my trail cameras pulled out now. I've got all my batteries are ready to go. SD cards are ready. And as soon as I can string together a couple of days where I'm not out doing some consulting, I'm going to go put out a bunch of trail cameras and and start getting these deer figured out down here.
0: Awesome. I love it. That sounds like a great plan, man. Not to mention, yeah, I, I'm I'm especially fired up to see what you can get your kids into for turkeys. I'm really, really pumped for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be awesome, man. Um, and you know, the places we're going to go, they're not, they're not like an outfitter like some people might think of it's basically Mm -hmm. you're paying for access to good ground. Right. Essentially. And so uh, I'm excited for that, but, uh, yeah, so goals just real, you know, whittle it all down a Turkey down South, a Turkey for my kids and figuring out the deer hunting right here, closer to home so that I can have more of those opportunities uh, where I'm not having to travel quite as much for hunting because I'm traveling more for work. Right. Um, and so what about you, man? What are your, what are your goals for the year? If you had to list like your top three or whatever.
0: Oh man. Um, I would like to do a, I want to do a, a Northern Wisconsin smallmouth fly fishing trip. Um, I'd like. There's a, a handful of rivers up there that have some really good smallie fishing. Um, I've got some buddies up there. One of them uh, who's going to be guiding. I'm hoping to get him uh, on here for an episode here shortly. But uh, he's going to be guiding up there. He got a gig with one of the the fly shops up there. So I'm gonna. I'm hopefully going to make a trip up there to do some fishing um, for uh, you know personal enjoyment. Other than that, um, I want to get my buddy Chance another turkey. He shot his first bird with me last year. I was able to call that in for him. Um, I'd like to get, uh, his buddy Carson who owns the property, uh, where we got that bird. I'd like to get him a bird as a thank you as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I, you know, I obviously want to hopefully get a few turkeys uh, myself and then for deer, um, you know, I, this is the first year I'm going to really be seriously looking out of state at some of those those options that you just mentioned there that you and I have been discussing um, off air. And so I'm, I'm very fired up for that. Um, the early season whitetail game has me really, really intrigued. Not necessarily, you know, there's part of it's that's like, yeah, like if we can find like an early, early season, um, that'd be nice. But like there's there's a big part of me that wants to get on a nice buck um, in like October, like before they really get into that pre-rut mindset when they're still just kind of, you know, during the quote unquote lull. um, I'd really, really like to, to figure one out for, uh, for this season and and go from there, you know, at the end of the day, you know, those, those goals change all the time. Right. You know, it's, yeah. you, know, you never know what the season's going to bring in all that and so i i think you know it'll start with getting a doe in september as it always does and then we're just gonna keep on going from there but the out-of-state stuff has me really fired up and you know just just continuing to progress as a hunter i want to keep learning um and you know just getting better and trying new things and i think that's and yeah, there's part of me that wants to Go back to the the public areas that I was in this year and really figure them out and try and get on a deer. But there's also parts of me that want to be like, yeah, you know, I had my fun out there. Yeah, I didn't kill anything, but I want to go explore something new this year and just you know start from scratch completely and just see if I see how quickly I can kind of get my process dialed in and and all that. But you know, we'll see. Yeah,
1: makes sense. A lot of a
0: lot of time outdoors. I think that's the yeah that's the goal and it's on Heck, it's yeah. looking like it'll happen.
1: And I think and I think both of us just from a business goal, my goal this year or one of my big goals as far as business goes is just to to eliminate, you know, I've had my hands in a lot of things for the last couple of years trying to see what sticks. And I want to begin to eliminate those things that are uh, either, you know, taking up too much of my time or maybe aren't as filling for me as some other things are so that I can mm-hmm. create more margin for those things that are, um, you know, becoming apparent that they are sticking or just the things that, you know, fill my cup up a little bit more. I want to spend more time doing that and less time doing the things that drain me. And uh, hopefully by by this, you know, by next fall so that, you know, I have more free time, I'm able to say, hey, I've, I've eliminated the things that are unnecessary and now things are humming along quite nicely. Absolutely, man.
0: That's a New Year's resolution. If I've ever heard one, I'm right there with you. I second that 100% yeah for sure awesome man well before we uh lose you to any any reception issues again here um anything i'm i'm missing before we before we sign off for the week i think that's it man right on good stuff well man drive safe uh good luck with your consultation and uh we'll talk to you soon buddy thanks all right appreciate it man
1: That's all for this week's episode as always thank you so much for tuning in if you dig this show be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you get your podcasts while you're at it if you could leave me a five-star review i would very much appreciate that you can also follow along with my outdoor adventures on instagram at the wisconsin sportsman or at how to hunt deer that's also the best way to get a hold of me suggest topics guests or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show big thanks to our partners tacticam huntworth and Onyx please go support the brands that support this show. And if you're looking for more great outdoor content, check out the where you'll find my other podcast, the How to Hunt Deer podcast, as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts. And until next time, make sure you make the time to get outside and enjoy the incredible natural resources that are ours as Wisconsin sportsmen.